1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. There is a piece in the Wall Street Journal today of surpassing importance, echoing what you have heard on this program for almost two years now. Daniel Henninger, member of the editorial board and writes his own column on Thursdays, End the COVID Panic Now. Biden should declare the pandemic is over so Americans can return to normal lives. It is manifestly clear that the panic phase of the COVID-19 pandemic has to end. The costs are too high. I don't mean end as a state of mind. The pandemic has to end officially as a matter of stated public policy by the U.S. government President Biden needs to declare publicly that the pandemic phase of COVID is over, so people can resume a living in a reality not dominated by masks, tests, or vaccines. If you want to know reason, one of the hundred reasons you should not vote Democrat, if you are a good person, and if you think rationally why you should be anti-left, Read the Daniel Henninger piece today in the Wall Street Journal. Is there anything comparable in the New York Times from one of its uh, members of its editorial board, or the Washington Post, or the L.A. Times, and go down the list? Of course not. They want the panic to continue, partially because they are in panic, though I don't know how much panic they're in because whenever they're caught candidly by candid cameras, they're not wearing a mask. So it's hard to understand, do they really believe in what they force Americans to do? I don't have an answer. It's the old old problem of do people believe their lies or not. Some do, some don't. This is the best I can come up with. Anyway, this is as good an example of a conservative liberal, yes liberal, in this case I'm including liberals with leftists, liberals also panicked, some conservatives did, but I'm talking about the representatives of liberalism and conservatism, of leftism and conservatism. The Wall Street Journal is a representative of conservatism. Daily life has been suspended since March 2020. It won't be the same for years as the virus and its mutations circulate indefinitely. The COVID status quo is that the virus is in our heads all the time, among family, in our schools, at work, in travel, in White House briefings, in lawsuits, and beneath a waterfall of media coverage. We live in a state of low grade anxiety. My anxiety is over the anxiety of the American and Western world's publics, not over the COVID, but he's right. School systems in many cities and towns are essentially in a state of ruin, with it impossible, with, with it, Impossible to deny that many, yeah, it must be a word missing. With it impossible to deny that many children have learned little for two years as they bounced between classrooms and stared at small screens. Yeah, it doesn't kill kids, but will kill them. That's what, that's the, that was the object of the health authorities. COVID doesn't kill you. We will. Not, not nice? Studies show. The experts said. With that, Americans watch their children. In most cases, terribly hurt. Missed two years of school. Whew. Either they would have learned nothing, which is a statement about our schools, or this is a very serious crisis completely self-induced. This is the suicide of a society. The seemingly unto eternity extension of the COVID crisis is now doing more non-medical damage to the country than the virus itself. That was my belief from the very beginning. A social coarsening has taken place. People die without funerals or in-person memorials even now, because of infection fear. Isolation has become its own pandemic. Untended friendships have eroded. Much of the country is now divided between mask dissenters and mask wardens. Mr. Biden's approval ratings likely would rise perhaps five points if he did the following one. State from the Oval Office that the COVID pandemic in the U.S. is over. Two, announce that the White House COVID-19 response team will transition from daily response to long-term virus management. Three, declare that mandated policies related to masks, testing, and vaccinations are no longer necessary. Restate his point that policy setting... For, virus mitigation should reside with the states. Five, as a needed political grace note, acknowledge the contribution of every appointed and elected federal officer who fought the pandemic the past two years. I don't agree with Daniel Henniger on that one. They have been awful. Thank, and finally, thank Anthony Fauci for his career of service to the nation and accept his retirement, in other words, fire him. That is a very, very important and good example of difference between conservative and the rest of the country. You would never have such an editorial in the New York Times. Every leftist, by definition, leftists panic because they live in a state of fear which they have transmitted to the next generation and the next generation. And so kids fear climate change. They may die. They fear getting married. It's too uh, too permanent a commitment. They fear having children. How could I bring a child into such a world of climate change? What don't they fear? It's an interesting question. What don't they fear? There is another article of tremendous significance, COVID and the Hygiene Hypothesis, written by Evan Ben-David, or Ben David, an associate professor of medicine at Stanford. Okay? But for those who are on the left, it doesn't matter how many science professionals differ with them. They still say, we don't follow the science. We don't follow your scientists. That's true. We follow the science. You follow your favorite scientists. Okay. The intensification of hygienic policies with the advent of COVID-19 was understandable. But long-term masking, deep cleaning, distancing, and isolation can be harmful to health especially for children precisely because it erodes it re, excuse me it, it reduces exposure to microbes hygiene practices have health risks as well as benefits allergic and autoimmune diseases are far less common this is awesome In communities with less hygiene and autoimmune disorders increase in children who migrate from areas with less emphasis on hygiene to areas with more emphasis. Remember the mockery, I don't expect you to remember, but Daily Mail and others had actual articles about me, and the fact that I don't give the waiter my fork if it fell on the floor at a restaurant. It, it just, it frightened these wimps. But I'm a pretty damn healthy guy. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Folks, Have you noticed, home prices are skyrocketing right now. For current homeowners, that means your home has more equity. With today's high cost of living, your monthly debts are higher, and your ability to save money is tougher than ever before. That's why you should contact Andrew and Todd at Sierra Pacific Mortgage now to review your cash-out refinance options. If you have credit card debt, home improvement projects, or just need more savings, this may be your last chance to take advantage of today's low interest rates. Andrew and Todd can help you get cash out while rates are at historical lows. Go to andrewandtodd.com, fill out their simple form for a quick mortgage checkup, or call 888 1172 Andrew and Todd at Sierra Pacific Mortgage can help you get back to financial security. Go to andrewandtodd.com or call 888-1172 888-888 1172. I'm Dennis Prager and I'm reading to you from a professor of medicine at Stanford. It's a pretty good credential if you care about medicine, I would presume. It's a credential, it doesn't mean that the person is right. So many professors of medicine have been either cowards or wrong. But I did want you to know that you can't claim that if you are a hygiene obsessive that you have science on your side. You're actually hurting yourself and your children. They need to play in dirt. Just to give you an example i 'm going to take a call here because it 's germane to this in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. It is Don. Hello, Don
0: Hi, Dennis. Thanks for taking my call mm-hmm. So every medical student used to know two things they were it was common practice, which was germ theory and herd immunity. Your example of the fork dropping is an example of germ theory, none of which you hear in the discourse. In either the government takeover of the medical system or since COVID.
1: That's right. So what do you hear? You just hear keep uh, keep spraying every item? Is that what you're referring to?
0: Well, what I hear even more so is you need to avoid germs. You need to avoid viruses. That's right. That's because that's right. the only way to, it's to protect yourself.
1: Yes. To the point, you're so right. To the point of dismissing natural immunity you had the virus that's better than the vaccine now even the the people who claim that some of them say oh vaccine and having had the virus is the best immunity all right but at least be honest enough to acknowledge that having had covid is the best immunity It, I really, my life has been laughed at by the left, and turn out right. Yeah, that uh, the smear. What is the, What is the name of it? There? Um, that doesn't matter. There's a there's a left wing site that smears smears conservatives. That's all they do, and so they the beauty of it is they're forced to watch me and listen to me every day it gives me great joy then they put up videos of me and uh, i i usually consider it a service because then leftists get to see me at least for a few minutes and to hear me which is more important than seeing me oh but the mockery i got because i i said on my on one of my fireside chats which has about a million viewers every week, and most of them are young people around the world, literally. So during COVID, during the height or the nadir, depending on your perspective, I said, you know, you can't be afraid of of, of, of everything and getting sick from everything, and I said, if a if, if one of my four, if a fork of mine falls on the floor of the restaurant, I don't give it back to the waiter. I I, I see no reason to. So believe it or not, these liars uh, put up the headline: "Dennis Prager licks forks from the floor." Never used the word lick. All I said was, "I don't give it to the waiter. I pick it up and use it." But they, they have, like I sat there in, in a perverse headline. But they're scared of germs. They're scared of everything. Scared of marriage. Scared of kids. Scared of dying from global warming. Scared of touching something that might have been touched by someone with COVID. Allergic and autoimmune diseases are far less common in communities with less hygiene. And autoimmune disorders increase in children who migrate from areas with less emphasis on hygiene to areas with more emphasis. They are less common in agricultural communities where exposure to dirt and animals is common compared with neighboring communities with shared genetics, but little farming. Children who attend daycare early in life, runny noses, colds and all, have less asthma and fewer allergies. Animal studies, laboratory experiments, and small trials in humans all point to a similar direction. Avoiding exposure to some microbes prevents the immune system from training well and predisposes to autoimmune diseases. You're making yourself and your children sick by protecting them from everything dirty. The risk of untoward consequences from excessive hygiene is particularly striking for children. The immune system gets the most effective tuning during childhood and reducing its ability to distinguish disease-causing invaders from benign targets is a common mechanism proposed for allergies, asthma, and immune-mediated bowel diseases, among others. The ubiquity of COVID-19 policies in schools and daycare facilities may herald meaningful harms, harms, for children distancing deep cleaning and masking are not quote more is better kind of goods god do i feel for the kids today scared parents anti children beyond scared teachers and super duper hygiene what a trio. The Dennis Prager Show. All of you out there know that MyPillow doesn't have their box stores or any shopping channels. They've been part of this canceled culture, and they want to pass on the savings directly to you. You can get the lowest price in the history of MyPillow for their classic standard MyPillow. Regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with the promo code. They also have queen size. Regularly $79.98, now $24.98 with the promo code or king size regularly 89.98 only 29.98 with your promo code. My pillow is not just pillows, they've over 150 products everything from sleepwear to my new beds promo code also works on mystore.com and frankspeech.com go to mypillow.com or call 800-761-6302 use the promo code prager to take advantage of mike's special offer on his standard mypillow that's mypillow.com promo code prager or 800-761-6302 okay great hi everybody nice to be with you British home energy prices are set to rise 54%. Boris Johnson is a, a major greenie. Conservatives are a mixed bag. And they don't understand the fanaticism inherent to environmentalism. It is a fanatical movement of very, led by a very wealthy, white, board secular people. There are some exceptions, but that is overwhelmingly the case. The board need to fill the hole in their soul with some cause, and what cause could be greater than saving the world? Al Gore is an empty man. He radiates emptiness, but he has filled his soul, given his life meaning by predicting every 12 years that we have 12 years until the existential crisis manifests itself existentially. Started the 12-year countdown in 1990 and that brought us to 2002, but basically people were not affected, let alone existentially, meaning their existence denied. They didn't die in mass. They didn't even die in small numbers. Then 12 years later, we went to 2014. Nothing happened then of any consequence. Of course, you can read about it. You read about polar bears, and you read about ice breaking off from Antarctica. But in actuality, the world has less deaths from weather than ever in recorded history. Not less deaths, fewer deaths. I love English. I love proper English. For that matter, I like proper Finnish and proper French, proper Swahili. I think people should actually try to speak properly. So all of these things take place. The hurricanes are not worse. We're in fact suffering less damage from hurricanes than in the past in terms of lives and in terms of money. So Boris Johnson has bought the environmentalist fanaticism, and now people in Britain are beginning to feel, especially the lower classes, the consequences of the rich people's hobby, environmentalism. You know, that's the way it is. It's a hobby. It's a pastime. It's a passion, even. But that's all it is. It gives their empty lives meaning. What could be more meaningful, as I said, than saving the planet? Wow. What do I do with my life? I am saving the planet. So if I crush the economy of my country, as is beginning to be done by environmentalism, that was the whole point of the trillions of dollar bill that was not passed thanks to the heroism of Senator Manchin and later heroism in another arena by Senator Cinema. Two real heroes. They went by their conscience. I think both should join the Republican Party. I think it would increase their chances of being elected. And it is where, uh, at least in the case of senator mansion is is where his values in fact are to be found caleb in arlington washington hello caleb
0: hey thanks for taking my call happy to speak to you thank you Hey, i just had a comment about when you're talking about the um exposure to germs and stuff i grew up on a dairy farm and uh, when I would have friends come over from the city and stuff, they would end up getting E. coli just from playing in the hay and stuff, but I very rarely got sick, mm-hmm. um, and if I, it was pretty minor. Like, I'm sure I've had E. coli, but it's probably just, you know, upset stomach kind of a thing. But I was exposed to cow manure all the time, so I think that kind of helped strengthen my immune system.
1: Well, thank you for calling, and I have no doubt that uh, that is true. The only bad thing about uh, being exposed to uh, animal manure uh, is that you need to shower the odor away. (laughs) Because you're not only keeping disease away, you're keeping humans away. (laughs) But I'm sure you did, and you were lucky for it. Well, urban life does not produce clear thought. Have you noticed that, folks? I've written about that. Big cities, look at big cities. Look at how they're run, etc. All right, everybody. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400.
0: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
1: Our universities are moral wastelands. They damage the vast majority of students whose parents think they're doing their kids a favor and then are shocked at how stupid their kids return from college. Often morally worse. Here's a reason. From Princeton University, once an esteemed university, now a left-wing wasteland. So the Princeton University Ballet. Student-run recreational ballet club has issued the following statement. This is their words. Ballet is rooted in white supremacy and perfectionism. Ballet is rooted in white supremacy and perfectionism. Do you know who else would write ballet is rooted in white supremacy and perfectionism? The Ku Klux Klan. They would completely agree with the A-hole students of Princeton. That's correct. Ballet and perfectionism, the Ku Klux Klan would say, prove white supremacy because we are the only ones who aim for perfectionism. There you go on every matter on race that i know of the woke left and the ku klux klan are in agreement separate dorms for blacks check that off separate graduations for blacks check that off ballet and classical music are prove that uh, prove white supremacy check that off by far, I mean, it's, there's no set close second the amount of racism in this country that comes from the left. Contempt for blacks and implicit statements that whites are superior. Ballet is rooted in white supremacy and perfectionism. We are all entering this space with a mindset that what we see as perfect is a white standard, There you go. Blacks don't have standards of perfectionism. There you go. You wouldn't know if I told you, is this written by the Princeton Ballet Company or is it written by members of the Ku Klux Klan? It's really something, isn't it? So your kids are not only given an inferior education, taught to obey, quote, experts and not think for themselves, come out hating the United States, They also come out with pure racist views. Unlearning that will be difficult, but rewarding. Before we begin detailing our action plan, we want to acknowledge that our leadership and those who compose this plan are all white. This is a new thing from the educated morons of our society, given by teachers who are a disgrace to their profession, from Kindergarten through college, through university, graduate school, in most cases, not all. So just as you will now have to, I guess, announce your preferred pronoun, when you write something, you should announce your race. Interesting. We would all like to add and acknowledgement to our shows. In addition to historical context in our programs, we rarely shed light on the problematic history of our art form and want to bring it to the forefront of our performances. We aim to decolonize our practice of ballet. What does that mean? Decolonize our practice of ballet. What does it mean? Ballet is, is colonialist? Even as ballet remains... Oh, yes, I'm. It it is. I, here you go. I anticipated the rest of the sentence. Even as ballet remains an imperialist, colonialist, and white supremacist art form. So why don't they disband the Princeton Ballet Company? If it's imperialist, colonialist, and white supremacist, why don't they disband? We realize our distinct freedoms as a college-run dance group, which is that we do not report back to any sort of board or funding programs that would restrict our choices. In selecting new members and cultivating our style, we want to centralize art- artistry instead of technique in the hopes of maintaining our core purpose as a ballet company, but doing away with some of the stringent and exclusive standards that pervade the art form. And this is particularly important during auditions. We will be prefacing, what does that mean, audition discussions with a frank recognition and repudiation of our own biases. So in other words, we will simply lower the technique standards for dance, for dance, And that way we will have more non-whites come in. That's what it means. Because if we keep these standards, we will not have as many blacks as we should. So you don't elevate blacks to higher standards of dance. You lower standards of dance to accommodate more blacks. That's what it is. What do you think of that? Another actionable item is that we want to explicitly prohibit the use of choreography slash storylines of historically problematic works. Well, yes, what would that be? Historically problematic ballets. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Princeton, folks. Princeton. The Dennis Prager Show. Time. Hi, everybody. Been reading to you a statement from the Princeton Dance Club. What is it? The official, official term? Let's see. Princeton University Ballet. That's how perfectionism is white supremacy and that ballet is white supremacist. Hmm. This is what your kids get. I should should make up a questionnaire for parents to give their children before they go to college and then after they go to college. The problem is, however, that they're poisoned in, in high school so, I, I don't know, does college twist their minds and their souls? Or or are they just prepared to have the twisting by high school? Probably both are true. It's a very serious issue. Let me summarize some of your calls here with this final segment of this hour. And Anonymous in, uh, in L.A. wants to know if they've ever heard of the Harlem Ballet at Princeton. It wouldn't. It, it, nothing would matter to them. You you can't argue with irrationality with rationality. It's one of the major laws of life. Uh, let's see here. Natalie in Irvine, California. Lockdowns did not work, and no effect on how many people were going to die. That's a. Uh, as a general statement I agree with that. That's why I've been uh, I read to you the Johns Hopkins study that just came out this week that uh, co- that res- that lockdowns basically had zero impact, minuscule impact. All the the only impact has been negative on society and on children and on people who own businesses like restaurants. When the elite of your country in every single arena are the biggest fools in your country and are often bad people, your country is in trouble. On the other hand, please know that when half your country knows that about its elites, there is a fight for the soul and the existence of the country. And we have not lost this fight. It is very important for you to know. That's what is waged here on a daily basis. Join me.